Well, welcome to another episode of the Brand Builder Show. I'm super excited to have you here with me today where I will be interviewing Brett. Brett started selling on Amazon in 2019 and just a couple of short years later is preparing one of his brands for an exit. This is going to be an exit which really sets him up for the next season of his life and really gets me so pumped because that is everything we are about. Brett is actually a member of Brand Builder University. If you look closely behind him in the interview, you'll actually see his bronze and silver awards, 10K and 100K sales awards behind him, which I kind of forgot to mention during the interview, but they are there and they really just show the journey he's been on and that really does represent everything about what we're trying to do inside of this community with this podcast on YouTube. All of the things we're doing is really help people build brands that become assets that then help them to live the life that they really dream of. So, you know, Amazon's not the end goal. Uh, selling products is not necessarily the end goal. The end goal is creating something of value and building a life you love and super excited that Brett is so well on that journey. And you're going to love today's interview. The only thing I would add before it starts is Brett is not some professional content creator, right? He is a, an Amazon seller, a brand builder, and uh, working hard at doing that. So he didn't have uh, like a super pro microphone or anything. So there's a little bit of uh, a background noise there. We tried to get as much out of it as we can, but uh, don't let the, the quality of the audio impact how much you assess the quality of the information because Brett just really does share his journey quite openly, share some gold for you. If you're a beginner, then he shares some great insight for you if you are actively selling and have plans to sell one of your brands one day then he shares some of the journey that he's on in positioning his brand for sale honestly just packed with real life helpful information from a down-to-earth guy who just wants to help see you succeed so without further ado let's get into it awesome well welcome to the brand builder show brett it's great to have you on today thanks for joining us no problem it's, uh, it's, it's going to be great to dig into to your story, Brett, about how you've uh, really just come on that journey over the last few years of uh, being very, very new to selling on Amazon, you know, making that journey all the way through to an, ex uh, an exciting phase of your journey where you're actually looking at selling one of your brands, which is a topic we're going to dig into in this episode. So super excited to dive into that with you. But before we do, uh, why don't you just introduce yourself, uh, tell everyone listening a little bit about your background, uh, you know, where you came from and how you came to find out about selling on amazon tell us a bit about that traditionally i come from a software sales background but you know that that didn't really have any influence on how i landed up um running my uh, my own amazon brands mm. it was more a, a case of wanting to do something for myself wanting to work for myself and wanting to um get off the, the motorways and the, the you know, endless long hours and journeys and everything and actually be be present for the family. Yeah. You know, be able to do the school runs and, and, and you know, take the dog a walk with the kids and just be, be around, be present. So that was yeah. that was my motivation really. Yeah. For good. doing it. So I started off thinking, you know, right, okay, what sort of thing can I do that will give me that? Mm. So, you know, e-commerce e business sort of, you know, that, that springs to mind as being the, the most sort of instant fix for, for that. So then I started looking at, well, what are my options with, with that? Um, started looking at, at Shopify, okay. um, but, but quickly realized, and, and this, this was sort of concreted from, you know, barbecue chat with my friends when I was saying, look, I'm not getting any, 
no one's coming to my Shopify site. Mm, mm. What what am I doing wrong? What what do you guys do? And they were, well, we all shop on Amazon because we can get next day delivery. Yeah, but, yeah. Right. Okay. I need to find out more. How can I I need to learn how I can set up an Amazon business then? And then I started doing research on, you know, setting up your own private label. Yeah. Um and spent hours and hours evenings and evenings on youtube cramming learning as much as i as i could you know sitting up till you know starting after you know work dinner sitting down at eight o'clock working till midnight just learning and absorbing as much as i could um and yeah just you know uh, and then tapping into to content from the likes of yourself for example and how long ago was it that you started the journey? So that was that was summer of 2019. Okay. And then um, by the start of Q4 2019, um, myself and my business partner, we'd uh, managed to launch our first products okay. for our first brand. Yeah. Um, so that that was just going into to Q4 2019, and as you know, um, Q4 is is ridiculously busy for e-commerce, especially on <laughs> yeah. on Amazon. Yeah, um, how so did that you was, find it? What what were the emotions like when you went through that sort of busy period, making your first sales? Describe that for us. Well, it, it was a baptism of fire because it was just um, the one of the products we chosen. Um, it comes in season Q4 as well. So sales went from nothing to a lot very quickly. That's um, a great feeling. Fan- fantastic feeling. And, uh, you know, I remember um, being out with friends, out for a meal and um, so secretly refreshing my seller app <laughs> under the table and watching <laughs> watching the sales go up. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. every 10 minutes just going, yes. Yeah, it's crazy. I remember my first Q4 and having a first, uh, it was actually in Germany, having like a 3,000 euro day or something ridiculous. Like, And I was so new to it, thinking like, this is just insane. And I was doing the same. My mum was visiting, refreshing the app. And every time I refreshed it, a unit more, a unit more. I was like, this is impossible. Yeah. This, there's something wrong. There, this can't be happening. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing feeling. Eh? It was, and you, you just wanted it to almost go ka-ching every time you refresh <laughs> as well. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. The Shopify app actually has that uh, it does, yeah. your notification, but the Amazon one doesn't, which is a shame. Yeah, yeah, it does. And, and, you know, with me trying Shopify before, I sort of experienced yeah. that, and I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. that'd be great. <laughs> it would be, yeah. Ka-ching, 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 yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, good stuff, exciting times. And so then over the last couple of years, you really built up, uh, you know, in particular one, you know, one brand, which will sort of dive into the, the, the journey a bit yeah. more. Uh, you know where you're going with that what's that been like the last couple of years you know because it's a time in e-commerce where e-commerce has grown but there's also been a lot of challenges around how have you found that transition as a you know full-time employee to now full-time entrepreneur you know talk to us a bit about that that last couple of years there's been massive challenges really because i went from starting starting the business um and hitting a product fortunately that got off the ground very quickly started selling very very quickly the challenges that presents then uh, are pretty obvious to a, to a new business in managing your cash flow yeah yeah 
because you're you're forecasting well maybe we'll do this amount of growth this amount of growth but really you don't know until you've got the thing launched it, it is a bit of a, a stab in the dark and then all of a sudden you're going scratching your head thinking wow there's all this extra money cash that i need to support this growth how did you overcome that in the early days early days was a, a case of going to friends family and, and saying would you mind helping out um you know in it's easier to say with hindsight and easy to recommend now that you know with anything like this when you're going into it i thought i'd got sufficient cash flow reserves you think you do but if you get something that really takes off then you can you can either ride that and go with it or go okay i'll just i'll just go with what i forecast cash flow and have to accept that i'm out of stock of this until i get more in and i can only order one thousand instead of two thousand of them yeah yeah did did you face any uh, major stock up periods we did have, you know, stages where we were maybe out of stock for a couple of weeks. Nothing okay. major. Nothing too major, yeah. Okay. What really hit us was going into COVID. Right, okay. Because um, using Chinese manufacturers, of course, they went into lockdown with that mm, first yeah. of all. So the factories all shut. Um, that then coincided with Chinese New Year holiday as well. Mm. And then by the time we were out of that, uh, of course, the rest of the world was starting to move into various stages of lockdowns. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you, you couldn't get new stock made and then you couldn't get it shipped over. Yeah. And then yeah, you, then time, you, yeah. then you haven't, then you've got no stock. So you haven't got any sales. And yeah. very soon you've got problems in terms of cash flow. Yeah, most manufacturers came back online sort of within four to six weeks. Hey, did you did you feel the knock on of that? Did that cause you then stockouts because of that that period where they were out of action? It put us out of action for when the the point that we needed to order. Bearing in mind, we'd only got two products at the time. Okay. Um, one product which was due to come into season, sort of spring season, we just couldn't we couldn't get any stock of delivered to uk until the july right yeah so we we were we were totally stuck with that but you've obviously managed to navigate that and come through the other side and um yeah no negative effects in the long term for the business we made the decision to um just pull our cash reserves get carry on with things get um some some more products launched the beauty of what we've got set up with with the brand and and the niche that we decided to go for was that there was opportunity to introduce fresh products all within one brand all within the sort of one umbrella Mm. and then the opportunity there to offer them in different sizes different colors different variations yeah um and that that's what we've sort of built the, the brand around and then also thinking of of other approaches to to getting stock in or or, or to offering products yeah. so if you can't for example if you can't physically afford to get something manufactured shipped over 
there may be other options like print on demand mm -hmm. for example yeah definitely i i think this um you know the shipping challenges that we're facing now in 2021 are uh, are making everyone have to sort of think more flexibly like that you know what type of products can i look doesn't have to just be physical products or uh, you know the traditional private label is definitely uh, and that's where i think you've you've nailed it building that more cohesive brand is such an important aspect of that right because if you were just selling a load of random products it would be very hard to introduce uh, you know different type of products whereas if those type of products are you know, aligned with your brand, it just becomes much, much easier to pivot. Hey? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, off the back of taking that approach, for example, we managed to launch um, products in March of this year. Um, within three, four months, it was number one bestseller in the category. Awesome. And, and is now, Perfect. which is number one in that category for that product. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, that was, that was all about being smart. It's all very well having a brand and, and a, a product range that targets a particular niche, but thinking about what are my, what's my opportunities for products within that niche, but then how can I improve on what's already there? Mm, Make a difference. Yeah. How can I offer extra value, fix a problem? So, yeah, yeah always, like I I'd recommend to anyone if you're looking at um, possible products, thinking of ideas, always think about what the problem is. What's that product trying to fix? Mm. Are there any problems with that product? Have a look through, say, the bad reviews. Yeah, yeah. Are there any underlying themes there for existing products that you can think of a solution to? Yeah, great tips. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's really good. And, really and and again, you know, think don't just think of as you mentioned, I must have something made, uh, you know, overseas cheaply, ship it in, that model. Mm. You know, think yeah. about um digital products, think about things that could be made um, you know, here in the UK. Yeah. Because absolutely. there's you know a lot of value in the made in uk brand as well and you know and also regional products for example yeah. welsh traditional products scottish yeah. products irish products mm. so think thinking yeah. about that and, and going to the sort of home produced items because then you get rid of those shipping problems in your business as well yeah. don't you yeah definitely definitely yeah, no, that's good. Real good tips. Obviously, differentiation is so key. And, and that's obviously been something that's helped you stand out, you know, in, in competitive markets. And that's what's helping you, you know, really grow the business, which is exciting. Uh, you, you mentioned before you're looking to, to sell this first brand. Can we sort of talk a little bit yeah. about that? And that journey It's quite a hot topic in the sort of Amazon FBA space at the moment. Lots of, you know, aggregators out there looking to buy businesses. I got uh, a cold mail piece, physical mail. I don't get much physical mail these days, but <laughs> through my door the other day from Thrasio wanted to buy businesses and so they're, they're, they're clearly really keen to buy yeah. brands like yours right and so you are sort of uh, getting towards a season where you're going to be getting that brand ready to sell um, talk us through what what's made you make that decision that you want to sell this brand my whole goal from this was to create a lifestyle for myself where I wasn't sort of tied to the desk and spending more time with families so mm. So actually, my approach has been to build and look at 
brands and, and product niches where I can maybe have a, a dozen SKUs, there's potential to add more and build out, but that requires you know, economies of scale, things that I don't have. Do I, do I want to do that? I could. I could go and build a bigger you know, business with employees and everything else, but that would be going back to what I was moving away from. Yeah, right, right. So my whole goal has been to, you know, set up a brand, build it to a certain size mm-hmm. where there's that opportunity to take the next step. Yeah, yeah. And do that. And in the meantime, as I'm doing that, be thinking and working on my next brand mm-hmm. so I can set up this little conveyor belt of brand businesses that I can do that two year journey with them. Sure, sure. Get to them that get them to that point where they're ready to scale. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that. Move that on, yeah. and then you know I can recycle that money into my next brand, my next project, and you know think about my retirement as well. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's interesting actually because I think some people would take a different approach and think I want to grow it as big as I can and yeah. you know make big money for it, but you know it's it's a different and you know quite unique approach which i like you know because uh, it helps you take some money off the table right for all of your hard work yeah. um and uh, you know you can use the principles that you've built over time to then roll it back in and, and do the same process again so yeah it's, it's an interesting approach um how did you sort of get to the point where you're like okay i'm ready now was it a, a monetary figure you had in mind a valuation of your business what's what's helped you get there um yeah good question um, so I was approached about this time last year okay. um, by a, a reasonably well-known um, aggregator, mm-hmm. um, made an approach. We had initial discussions and I knew myself at the time the brand wasn't big enough for, for me to get the value out of it that I wanted. Yeah. There was yeah. still a lot that I wanted to do yeah, yeah. to get it to the, the turnover that I want. Mm-hmm. You know, for it to, to have actual proper value. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm, you, you start thinking, how much do I want to be turning over per month? What are my yep. targets in terms of that? And what does that look like in terms of end valuation for the business? Yes. Um, and then what can I, are there other things I can do while I'm doing all of this that are going to add more value? Um, in the the acquisition so uh, that's about setting your product range up so that you can maybe offer a couple of extra SKUs in in maybe a couple of sizes extra in different colours but then that's got the potential to add more colours and more sizes and what have you so about painting the picture in the brand by showing them what they could have for sure and that's that's a big part of what's going to help you get a good valuation right uh is is showing yeah. the growth potential but also you know it's on it's on an upward curve you don't you never want to yeah. sell something on a, on a downward trend because it's going to be less attractive for a buyer right yeah that's quite a careful bit of timing as well because mm, yeah you don't want to squeeze out all of the possible growth opportunities yourself out of something yeah. Because then there's no value in it for the next person. Yeah, for sure, for sure. 
And so you're looking at quarter one, 2022, that's when you're going to sort of package this up ready to sell. So only a few yeah. months away. Yeah, just, just a few months away. And, you know, in terms of process and what I'm going to be going through with it, um, I'm very much heads down at the moment, Q4 focused, um, making right. sure that we've got all the stock in place that we need to, to support the, you know, onslaught of sales we're expecting. Yeah, um, <laughs> and, yeah exactly. And, and then, you know, I, I know that sales will still be carrying through strongly, strongly for me for to the January into February. Yeah. Um, but at that point, if I, you know, looking to engage uh, the people I'm, I'm going to be using to broker the deal, then that could that could all be done. You know, my understanding of the process is it can all be done within three or four months from that time point, as long as you've got certain things in place in your business. So what I mean by that is, are you using QuickBooks or Zero? You know, are you using proper accounting system? Um, are you using stuff like Link My Books to help streamline processes? You know, they'll be looking that. You know, having processes and systems in place within the business yeah. helps with clarity of information and getting yeah. the, all the data together um, when they're trying to look at numbers for, for valuing, the, you know, getting a valuation for the business. Yeah. Um, so it, it gives clarity, speeds up the process, but, you know, also, you know, Using tools like Helium 10, for example, and yeah. you know, follow you know, follow up software, automation software, yeah. having um, making sure I've got my social media presence all all running, all yes. that sort of stuff. Making yeah. sure that's all in place, yeah. because then that makes the the proposition a lot more attractive. Absolutely, yeah, and that's going to help you with your, you know, sell for a higher multiple, right? It's not just about the value yeah. of the, you know, the, the turnover, but it's, it's how much of a multiple can you achieve for that, you know, when you come yeah. to sell it. Yeah, exactly. And you know, what else can I do to affect that multiple in the meantime? Yeah. Well, yeah. I used to sell in Europe before Brexit. Okay. Uh, I I, I used the yeah I used the the pan EU hmm. model. So. Yeah stored my inventory in the UK and let Amazon deal with it. And that, that was really, really lovely way of managing things for me. Um, obviously, with, with Brexit, um, you know, I'm, I'm now waiting for my registration for Germany. Okay. Because I want to just put a couple more products back into Germany. Mm-hmm. And if I do that before we look at the valuation, then that's another step that shows value and growth in the business that I can do relative, relatively risk-free this yeah. side, but it's going to present significant upside to anyone who, who looks at, at buying the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And you talked about the, the, the process of, uh, you know, uh, using a broker or, you know, that kind of thing. Did you, uh, what's your thought process with how you're actually going to go about placing your business on the market to sell have you looked at different options different sort of uh, parties involved in that what what's your thought process there uh, yeah i've looked at um who's out there who's available in terms of, of brokers um and, and direct aggregators um as i mentioned you know i was approached a year ago so i started yeah, yeah. digging into things a year ago on it 
uh, and looking around and seeing who's about. Um, I, I think whoever you choose, it's about feeling comfortable with them, that you can do business with them, that they are going to try and understand your brand, your business, and that they're working in your best interests, not just working it on the other side. Yeah, yeah. But it, it should be relatively incentivized for them, right? Because I imagine yeah. with a broker, there's going to be, it's going to be a percentage sort of fee and, you know, yeah. so they'll be incentivized to get you the best possible price, eh? Yeah, yeah, they are very much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, you know, how much advice and help can they give you on the way? Mm. Yeah. You know, can, can they talk you through the things that I've just mentioned, like moving into other markets, um, adding additional variations to your SKUs, things like that, that, yeah. that you can do within your business quite sort of risk free. But again, yeah. as I said, add, add that value for the next step. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah. So, you know, there's, I, so I would say, yeah, look for, for anyone that you're getting that sort of advice and guidance from. They're supporting your business, even if you don't then go on and, and go through with, with selling your brand. Yeah. You'll have, you'll have learned how you can add more value to your business anyway. Absolutely. You know, and I always say that, you know, it, even if you never sell, it's better to build it yeah. as if you're going to sell it because it'll be a much more streamlined, yeah. you know, profitable yeah. business. So, yeah, I think that's definitely, definitely great thoughts there. Um, in terms of like inspiring people for that maybe just starting out that uh, are wondering about e-commerce and on the beginning stages of it, obviously you've been on the journey now, well, a couple of years, you know, 2019, 2021, it's, it's only two short years, really. Um, I, I don't know how comfortable you feel in terms of numbers and, you know, what you're trying to achieve and stuff like that. But, you know, is, is this going to be a life-changing kind of sum for you or, you know, Talk about as much as you're willing to talk about, or you know, or as little as you. I, I get it's a sensitive topic and a sensitive time. So, it will be money that will um, will mean that I can sit back for a couple of years um, with money in the bank, have um, enough money to set up another brand or two, as I wish, yeah. another couple yeah. of projects, and be comfortable not needing to take any money from anywhere else to draw salaries from anywhere else so my other brands that i'm setting up at the moment and also have money to put to in, into investments yeah. as well yeah so sure. you know it's in a space of two years to be able to have created something that could do that that's fantastic Mm, yeah, it is. It's an absolutely brilliant job. Um, yeah. And congratulations. I'm, I'm super excited for you. Um, but you're obviously, by the sounds of it, pretty bullish on the whole opportunity because you're continuing to put your, your money into it. Um, you know, when there are, let's not, you know, be around the bush. There are lots of people around that will say, oh, it's, it's hard. It's saturated. There's no products to sell. What is it that makes you keep coming back and say that you're going to keep starting new brands? If you think of what what are you trying to do to achieve you know to achieve money growth wealth what are your different sources what types of business would you look to to do to set up your your if you like your four tiers of your hierarchy of assets that you want to hold as a person um and it's it's the ultimate cash flow generator really it's sales every day payments from Amazon every fortnight into your bank. Mm-hmm. So that generates, that's a cash flow business for you. Mm-hmm. 
off the back of that, you can you can move that into your other assets in your hierarchy, can't you? You know, yeah, where you, yeah. you're looking to to property and and moving on from there. Mm-hmm. So it it forms that nice tier of that structure for for me personally. Yeah. So it makes it very attractive. What else would would I be doing to have a cash flow generating business? Well, you know, you, you could go into property development and do rentals, something like that. But actually, that has its own set of complications and everything else yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, and I, I think after two years of it, although Amazon tried to throw lots of complications at you all the time, um, <laughs> You, you get used to being thrown um, issues to deal with, but you know what? It's it's how you dealing with those issues is the difference between the people that are going to have a business and the people that stop and go, oh, I can't overcome these problems. And doesn't matter what type of business it is, actually, you've got to be able, able to overcome those problems, those issues, and and fix them you know as a business owner yeah yeah so uh you know everyone's aware that you know and has problems with amazon support occasionally (laughs) 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 but it's it's one of those challenges that you've got to you know you work through It, it comes with the territory just like it does with you know challenges with with shipping delays increasing costs whatever yeah you find other ways of doing things you find other solutions definitely definitely um but uh, you know so no matter the detractors what i'm trying to say is it it is still a a fundamentally a good business opportunity to get into yeah that's really good that's really good and in terms of uh, preparing a business for sale if you are maybe speaking to someone that's sort of at the middle of their journey they're generating revenue you, you've talked to us about some of the things like tidying up the books and all that kind of stuff is there anything uh, tactically strategically in the business over the last year that's helped you see that growth that's then made it more of an attractive proposition you know what what are maybe a couple of things that someone could do if they are wanting to get to that stage of being able to sell a business as well themselves uh, that they could really deploy in their business now to to prepare them for that yeah so make make sure for example you have um, if you don't fancy doing the accounts and the books yourself then get yourself a book bookkeeper Mm. Make sure you've got a, a decent online accounting system. Yeah. Make sure you're using integrations like Link My Books to, to streamline all those processes because that, that gives you clarity of information. You give, if you've got up to date financial information on your business, then you don't have to worry about collating yourself. You've just got to check because you're using a bookkeeper. You can focus on all the other stuff that you need to do as a business owner. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and you've you've got that clear insight into the finances on the business because, yeah, cash flow is king with with an Amazon business. You've yeah, got to keep sure. the stock coming constantly. You've got to manage that cash flow because you've got your production lead times shipping lead times and and talk to us a little bit how you do manage that brett because you mentioned before about how you don't want to go back to like the big 
you know corporate environment whatever but uh, so are you still doing all of this on your own do you have do you have a team helping you what's what's your setup there yes myself and my business partner um he he works full-time so okay. you know in terms of the day-to-day managing the business it's me yeah great and besides i said uh, having a bookkeeper having accountants having accounting online accounting systems and bits and pieces then um yeah i use helium 10 that is really really useful yeah definitely Uh, make good use of the the profits module there and also um product sales analysis Mm -hmm. um that that's great information that you've got right at your fingertips and this there's so much more as you know in terms of competitor research so organic sponsored rankings performance on keywords all that key information so using tools like that streams like streamlines all that process for me so it means i can manage all of that myself rather than having someone else doing all that keyword research the ppc work everything else yeah Um, and that's that's the beauty of the the system of amazon as well right they do so much of the work for you that allows you to focus on the marketing and growth absolutely yeah and then i just need to to worry about staying in stock (laughs) yeah that's the the biggest challenge for most amazon sellers staying in stock it's it's a good problem to have but can be a bit stressful at times yeah yeah definitely no good good and uh, I know I've sort of uh, asked a similar question already, but just in terms of, I know there'll be people that are listening and, and haven't yet started on this journey. Um, you know, what would be your advice for them? It's easy uh, for people to think, well, you know, he's got it all together. He's got it all sorted. And it's all easy for Brett because he's a pro at this, right? But at one stage you weren't, you know, so yeah. speak to your 2019 self and, and give them your best sort of advice for getting started. I would say, absolutely make sure that you've got twice as much money in the bank as you think you'll need to get started. <laughs> yeah, that's a good shout <laughs> yeah yeah you're laughing at that you you clearly empathize with it as well so oh, yes. you know, yeah it's yeah. because you will need that money because as i mentioned the challenges with production lead time shipping lead times making sure you stay in stock and if you really have aspirations of growing a brand um getting to a point where the business can support you financially so you can take that step um from the day job to to this being your your job Mm. then you've got to have worked out what cash flow you are going to need to get to that point how many products do you need to launch and what sales numbers do you need to achieve to make that step yeah. and have that clear clear vision when i hit this number of units of sales of of these SKUs, then my cash flow says that the business will support me mm-hmm. yes yeah, really at good. that at that point don't carry on working some more yeah if yeah. you can and leave as much money in the business as you can for as long as you can yeah, it's really good advice. because that because that will then that will fuel your further growth. Yeah, absolutely, really good advice, especially uh, the reverse engineering. You know, I think that's so so powerful to you know bring it back to what you're trying to achieve and, and break it down. Because uh, and what I like about your journey, Brett, and what you've talked about is the the, the long term nature of it. Although two years, right, is not 
like a long time but at the same time you you've been someone who hasn't been desperate to get loads of money out of it straight away but you recognize that if you can keep plowing money back into the business you've got this opportunity which in you know in what other industry can you launch a business and two years later be selling it for a you know a tidy sum it's, it's yeah it's crazy right but you, yeah. you've the only reason that that's been possible for you is because you have kept plowing the money back in and i'm, I'm a firm believer you know it's, it's the long-term aspect and i i do laugh when you say you know have twice as much money I, i'm a firm believer in you know you want to get started and and you know you'll find ways to get that money as you go and you yeah. know don't wait until all conditions are perfect because they'll never be completely perfect but you know the, the 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 reality is you will yeah you'll need more capital to grow if you want to grow fast because uh like you said it's a cash intensive business but when you look at that you know two three year journey uh there's so much opportunity as as you're about to sort of literally see play out right in front of you so it's exciting january february time everything's gonna everything's gonna change hey it's gonna be an exciting stage for your journey yeah it, it, it's really exciting actually and that you know I'm, I'm thinking i'm already trying to fight the temptation of you know kicking back and, and thinking <laughs> what i'm gonna do next go on a few <laughs> holidays yeah <laughs> no the yeah. exciting journey man and uh you know I, th- I think as i said to you off off uh recording we'll have to well, i'd love to you know once that has happened get you back on the show and talk through what the process was like because i know there'll be uh, probably more questions created from this episode than answered because people are just uh you know really keen to hear about this kind of journey it's an exciting one you're on yeah well like like i said sort of off camera i'm i'm happy to if anyone wants to get in touch you know directly maybe through yourself happily chat through with anyone any questions they've got on my experience and you know i i did your training yes i did and i'm on your youtube channel recording this interview but i'm happy to talk sort of candidly about um you know training and my self-learning process that i went through on this journey as well and what i needed to be able to do what i've done yeah definitely yeah just to sort of round up i suppose what did you what do you think was essential uh, for you on that because you talked about that phase that a lot of people get it stuck in i suppose is just information overload what was it that sort of uh, switched it for you what, what what were some of the key things that you really did to take it from information to you know, execution well, I think for me, it, it was, I was already highly motivated to make mm. it happen. Yeah, yeah, so important. So for for me, you know, I'd, I'd made that decision that the trigger had gone, you know, I flipped the switch in my head and gone, I'm going to do this because I want to have that. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to yeah. do the day job anymore. Yeah. That, that switch had flipped. So I was ready to take action. And, you know, as, as in all things, sometimes, you know, if you are, if you're struggling to think of the first products and you've got so many things that you're thinking about and trying to decide, oh, what if I go for this target audience or that niche or that niche? Yeah, yeah. Quite often, rely on your gut instinct. Quite often, the, the first thing that you take a, a liking to or catches your eye and stands up to that initial look at, that's quite often the first thing. Yeah. And, yeah, at some point, you've got to take that step and have you've got to have confidence. If you're going to be a business owner, you've got to have confidence in your decision making. 
Yes, it's true. So you've true. got to get used to making those decisions from from day one if mm. you're going to do this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you you learn so much more by doing than just learning, yeah. right? You know. Yeah. You yeah. When you actually step out and, and do it, it's uh, it's amazing what can happen. So, and you yeah. you know you're evidence of that, Brett. So I just want to say you know well done, taking action, mate, and uh, super excited for the next six months to see where it goes. And uh, yeah, looking forward to having you back on and, and sharing about all of the, the the details of how it all went down. And you know, yeah, really excited for that too. Excellent. Awesome. Cool. Thanks for coming on, mate. Really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for your time, Ben. Amazing what a time we had with Brett. I hope you enjoyed that conversation we had there. I felt like that was part one of, uh, you know, definitely a multi-part series with Brett that we can have him back on after Q4, uh, after sort of January, February, once he uh, goes through the process of selling his brand and we can dig for some juicy details of how it all went and the progress of it and, uh, you know, how, how that all played out. That will be amazing, so I can't wait for that. If you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure you do subscribe on whichever podcast platform that you are listening on please do take the time to give us a review it really does help and of course if you're watching on youtube make sure to subscribe there too we'll be back next week with another great episode of the brand builder show helping amazon sellers become brand builders so that you can build a brand you own and a life that you love all right i'll see you next week's episode